Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. A date in January that will live in infamy. Right up there with uh, September the 11th and December the 7th, 1941. Let's remember, shall we? Black-clad activists, hundreds of demonstrators, hundreds of arrests, mask-wearing activists throwing rocks and bottles at police officers wearing riot gear who responded with volleys of tear gas and stun grenades. The helicopter hovered low overhead. At one flashpoint, a protester hurled an object through a passenger window of a police van which sped away in reverse as demonstrators cheered on. Earlier, activists used chunks of pavement and baseball bats to shatter the windows of Oh, Bank of America and uh, a McDonald's, actually. They uh, smashed the hell out of a McDonald's. Oh, you're thinking I'm talking about uh, January 6th of last year. No, I'm talking about Trump's inauguration day, actually. Yeah, that's the day I'm talking about. I'm talking about Trump's uh, inauguration day in uh, 2017. Multiple vehicles set on fire, including a black limousine, uh, a knot of people dragged garbage cans into the street a few blocks from the White House, set them ablaze, later throwing a red cap bearing Trump's Make America Great Again campaign slogan into the flames. See, at least six officers were injured in scuffles with the protesters, and the protests went on for four years, culminating in billions of dollars in damage. Much of it blamed on the riots related to the death of George Floyd, which were a convenient excuse to wreck, destroy, murder, maim, etc. Oh, by the way, on Inauguration Day, the U.S. Secret Service, Washington Police, and other law enforcement agencies had 28,000 officers in place to secure a roughly 7.8 square mile portion of the city. Madonna and thousands of uh, people stood before her as she said that she fantasized about blowing up the White House. A couple of years later, the White House came under siege. The president of the United States, Donald Trump, had to retreat to the nuclear bunker as St. John's Historical Church was set ablaze. Did a lot of thinking about the last... um, you know, in the last 24 hours with regard to uh, this nonsense, with regard to uh, January the 6th and this commemoration, this uh, kabuki theater by Democrats, which we'll get to very shortly with their faux outrage that they think is going to uh, resonate with the American people from a president who has a an absolute failure record, 11% approval of uh, what he's doing in the country. 79% of Americans think the country's going the wrong direction, and yet he feels like he's going to be able to stand up and tell everyone that uh, January 6th was a date that will live in infamy like September the 11th. 
and his lousy 28% approval vice president who is honestly, honestly, uh, the only position she, I think she's ever held other than, you know, vice president, I think prosecutor, that was horizontally, as horizontal was a position. She spent a good deal of her career horizontal. That's the position she's been in. And apparently it's worked quite well for her. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of, uh, I just kind of feel like taking the gloves off today, not in a violent fashion, but uh, the, certainly the verbal gloves today, because I'm prepared to embrace my inner deplorable today. I am uh, uh, prepared to embrace my uh, nonviolent insurrectionist. Today, I am prepared to embrace my beliefs Regardless of whether big social media, the mainstream media, and this bloody, corrupt, stinking Democrat party saying that what I believe is somehow a conspiracy theory, even though there are facts that back it up, every single one of my allegations from the election of 2020 to Hunter Biden's laptop to the Russia collusion that was a damned lie to this this awful virus that has killed so many and made me and my family sick from the Chinese Communist Party, not from a bowl of cup of soup at a stupid market. It came from a laboratory where they were doing gain-of-function research to make animal viruses dangerous to human beings. They've been doing it forever. So I am prepared to go to battle with those who would say that I am a conspiracy theorist, with those who would say that what I have to say is disinformation and misinformation, to those who suddenly weaponized social media after years of being on social media, suddenly the big social media companies owned by punk millennials who have spent their entire academic career saying that words are weapons and conservatives are white supremacists and now they run social media companies and once we moved from on Facebook taking pictures of our feet on the end of lawn chairs on a beach and moved into I don't know occasionally disputing what the government was saying and that's when the left couldn't handle your dissent and that's when they started to call it disinformation also known as disinformatia a word used by Joseph Stalin in 1923 to describe anyone who would disagree with the government narrative. Ultimately, those people were sent to re-education camps or murdered. On November the 4th of 2020, my Facebook page went away. Now, I've been known to post uh, politically conservative viewpoints on my Facebook page. And for some odd reason, on the day after the election, Mark Zuckerberg decided that my page had attracted, I mean, it's not, it's not Joe Rogan, but uh, hundreds of thousands of people. And oddly enough, uh, that happened to a lot of people. And then, and then came the, the narrative from the mainstream media uh, the media immediately on November the 4th said that, you know, uh, the, the battleground states shutting down in the middle of the night and then uh, reopening the next morning with hundreds of thousands and millions of ballots in favor of Joe Biden instead of Donald Trump. That was perfectly fine. They've never explained it. They just said that if you disagree, it's misinformation or disinformation. 
And now they have evidence of a whistleblower who has come forward in Georgia, uh, admitted to making $45,000 for stuffing Georgia ballot boxes from 2 to 5 in the morning of November 4th. He was apparently one of 242 ballot traffickers identified by True the Vote, their investigation. There is the possibility of hundreds of thousands of ballots that were stuffed in the ballot boxes in Georgia. Apparently, this was an average payout, $10 per ballot. There were 240 people of the same ones over and over in the same car involved with it. You start doing the math, 45,000 times 240 people in the state of Georgia, you get $11 million distributed illegally. Then you take 4,500 ballots by 240 people. You're talking about a million ballots. I wonder where those Zuckerbucks went. I wonder where those Zuckerbucks went. I am prepared to embrace my inner peaceful insurrectionist. I am prepared to embrace my inner deplorable. I am prepared to peacefully accept the words of the Declaration of Independence, which have meant more to me in the last, I don't know, four or five years than in my life. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing the invariably the same object invinces, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right and their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security, and that has to come in November. I used to, I guess, have a little more faith in agencies like the FBI. I had a little more faith in some entities of the government, I've never had a lot of faith in the federal government because it always lets us down. But never before have we seen a long train of abuses and usurpations, including a, an attorney general who wants to go after parents <laughs> who speak out against CRT, an IRS that went after a, a conservative 501c3s to shut them up before an election an FBI that uh, selectively pursues illegality and avoids some of it like Hunter Biden's laptop. I honestly, I'm, I'm just fed up. I'm going to get to some of the audio of our awful president, our terrible president, who's doing an awful job as the president. The absolute inflammatory insanity of Kamala Harris saying that last year's January the 6th is akin to Pearl Harbor. My father was a, uh, a World War II veteran. My uh, English teacher in eighth grade was actually a Pearl Harbor survivor. I think they'd have a few things to say about you, you tool. A million people thought it was important enough to go to Washington, D.C. to hear the president talk because they felt in their hearts because of the dearth of evidence being ignored by the mainstream media with regard to the battleground states that stopped counting voting at the same time. In Atlanta, they said it was a, a water main break. It never happened. Uh, all of these states stopped, and at the same morning, just enough ballots to put Joe Biden over in these states suddenly came in to the tune of in for instance Philadelphia around a million votes and uh, all but 3,300 of them were for Joe Biden 
So spare me your bloviating, spare me your nonsense, spare me your theater with regard to January the 6th, because we have suffered indignity after indignity after indignity with this administration, whether that being told that there was Russian collusion, that didn't come from this administration, with regard to the election of Donald Trump, which the left never accepted, to Hunter Biden's laptop, to uh, where the origins of the, the Wuhan virus, Wuhan, China, the Wuhan Institute for Virology, where they actually do gain-of-function research. And uh, we're all scratching our heads going, huh, there's no way that this bad virus could have come from there and infected the world. And, you know, even though China shut down Wuhan for, you know, weeks and allowed international flights, and, you know, they also have political prisoners and... And uh, they murder a lot of people. I mean, well, you can't expect that maybe China might do that, might try to unleash that on the world. It's, you know what? Honestly, that's disinformation. If you believe that, it's disinformation. Dissent is not disinformation. Here's the president. Now, this is pretty interesting. The president is talking about lies, lies and lies, the big lie, the big lie. And, and uh, the more he says lies, the more you realize he's actually lying. Here's the uh, president this morning, uh, usually uh, not even able to complete a sentence, but it was early this morning. I guess he had his, uh, his bran flakes and his yogurt. My fellow Americans, in life there's truth, and tragically there are lies. Lies conceived and spread for profit and power. You mean like the lies that you, uh, you actually got you booted from a couple of presidential campaigns? We must be absolutely clear about what is true and what is a lie. This guy is telling us what is the difference between truth and a lie. This is fantastic. This is the guy who said that he was going to, uh, he was going to shut down the virus. Yeah, he was going to shut down the virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lies and truth, he's going to tell us now. And here's the truth. Yes, here's the truth. The former president... Because he says it's the truth. ...the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. No, actually, we've done our research on it, and we, we have the journalistic curiosity and intellectual curiosity to question the election results and, uh, and what happened on election night. He's done so because he values power over principle, because he sees his own interest... Is more important than his country's interest. Than you know, like your family uh, making about $30 million over the decades, uh, selling influence, selling access to you. Yeah, it's another one of those, uh, you know, the disinformation that's actually true. It's on Hunter Biden's laptop, actually. America's interest. He can't accept he lost. I can't either because, uh, you know, I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to weigh the evidence and actually have the, the, um, the media be curious about it even though that's what 93 United States senators, his own attorney general, his own vice president, governors and state officials in every battleground state have all said he lost. But then, of course, there's those 75% of Republican voters. And I guess there's like millions of them, actually. That's what 81 million of you did as you voted for... An and that's the best one, that, that you actually think that 81 million people voted for you. That's just, uh, that's just spectacular. They're keeping 14,000 hours of videotape in and around the Capitol from the rest of us. Why is that? If this is the worst thing since Pearl Harbor, don't you think we'd like to see the footage of the ship sinking? 
so we can make our own evaluation as to the enemy and what they were doing that day. No, none of that has happened. They are, they're going to try and convince all of us that January 6th was as bad as September the 11th. Now, all of this, by the way, as I mentioned, is kabuki theater. What it is meant to do, um, because you may recall, the, uh, the Democrats immediately suggested that Donald Trump was inciting an insurrection and a riot, and they used it as the uh, uh, cudgel or some sort of reasoning to impeach the president for just that, and the impeachment fell flat on its face, which means that the president of the United States at the time, Donald Trump, was found not guilty and completely free from the concept that may, he may have incited a riot at the Capitol. That's why it fell on its face. However, the Democrat Party's biggest fear right now is Donald Trump. We saw the other day that Donald Trump right now is polling with Republican voters 54% as the candidate of choice for 2024. Number two is Ron DeSantis. And all of this is targeted at one person, the biggest threat, not only to the Democrat Party, but the Washington, D.C. swamp in recent memory, Donald Trump. Bernie Carrick, a former commissioner of the New York City Police Department, uh, was questioned by the January 6th committee. He was on Greg Kelly's show to talk about it last night and what happened. What was it like, the actual process, and how did it, how did it go down? Well, the, the, the interactive process is still going on between my attorneys and the committee. It's pretty obvious to me. They're not interested in learning anything about the substantial improprieties in the election or election fraud, voter fraud. Um, you know, which has all been poo-pooed by the media. The president of the United States, President Trump, gave me a waiver, an executive waiver, to testify publicly to produce the evidence that we were looking at, the investigations we were looking at with regard to fraud and improprieties. They will not, as of yesterday, uh, they said they still will not let me testify publicly. Wow. They want a private deposition. Why are they hiding this? And we know from past experience, their private depositions results in, you know, somebody talking to them and them leaking what they won't leak to the general public and to the press. If they were serious about an investigation, if they were serious about what happened in the 2020 election, let me testify publicly. Let me tell you about the evidence that we were looking at in the various six swing states. Yeah, they're not going to hear it. They will hear none of it. A little bit more with uh, Bernie Carrick and Greg Kelly on Newsmax. What they're not writing, what nobody wrote about, not, none of these left-wing radical media outlets wrote about, was all of the evidence, the real things that we were looking at, the various improprieties, the voter fraud, the election fraud, the affidavits we collected. Nobody wrote about thousands of affidavits. None of that. What they took was something out of context as far as how much we wanted to push the state legislators and electors to get them to understand what was out there, the fraud that we were looking at. And and what really makes me laugh, they're talking about intimidation. This whole January 6th committee is intimidation. This is this is intimidation. This is harassment. This is personal, professional, financial annihilation. That's what this is. And the Democrats are doing it. And they have the they have the audacity to write something like that's written in some of these articles. It, it cracks me up.
Yeah, people are being tortured and people are being starved and people are being denied sanitary services and religious services and they are being put in solitary confinement. I told you the other day about a gentleman who was on the phone on Newsmax Live. They cut off the conversation mid-sentence and then all of the January uh, protesters had to be put in lockdown. They were all forbidden from speaking to anyone, including their uh, lawyers, including anyone from the media. Uh, what we are seeing in the, in the, in the uh, gulag, in the bad steel in washington dc uh people will have to go to jail for that we need a peaceful revolution in america and it's going to happen in november heads figuratively of course heads are going to roll people are going to be subpoenaed people are going to be arrested for all of the nonsense that we have witnessed over the years in washington dc all of the graft all of the corruption whether that be benghazi whether that be the fisa warrant from the hillary clinton campaign whether it be the email servers all of these things that were swept under the rug, the Hunter Biden laptop, the origins of the Wuhan virus, the 2020 election fraud that happened. All of this has to be exposed and people need to pay for it. And this will be the beginning of the figurative blowing up of the swamp, the draining of the swamp, and repaving over it and rebuilding our republic on its foundational principles. There you go. Phew. I'd call that a roll. It's kind of a roll. Yeah, definitely a roll. If you think that your uh, browsing history is private, you're uh, you're wrong. Unless you have Express VPN, you know when you go into incognito mode, it doesn't hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use, how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you ever visited. These are scary times, guys. I've been banned on Facebook, taken down, had sites go away. People are watching your moves with regard to politics and other stuff. So it doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies, among other people. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visited. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for not having it and using it. Protect your online activity today with a VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash newsmax, and you get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash newsmax, expressvpn.com slash newsmax to learn more. Here is Representative Troy Nels on Greg Kelly's show talking about what a sham the January 6th hearings uh, and the kangaroo court are. Listen, the January 6th committee, uh, Nancy Pelosi's committee, they're not out to get to the truth. This is all about Donald Trump. This committee, uh, it with Benny Thompson. There was going to be live televised hearings sharing all of the voter fraud that people had experienced and then they would allow the House to vote on it. That was what was going to happen the afternoon of January the 6th. But, huh, you know what? The only way to stop those hearings would be have something like, I don't know, people invading the Capitol. Thompson and Liz and Adam and everybody, they have a serious crush on Donald Trump because that's all they want to do is talk about Donald Trump and his associates. We're not asking the difficult questions uh, that need to be asked because the American people need to know the truth. And, and why were, the question is, and why were the Capitol Police so ill-prepared to deal with that day? And another good question is, why were the National Guard finally on scene at 5.10 p.m.? The National Guard should have been there on January 4th, 
the intelligence was there. And the American people need to understand January 6th should have never happened. By the way, there were 13 groups organized as counter protesters who infiltrated the rally. And nobody wants to talk about Ray Epps, Greg. Ray Epps is the one that was encouraging, Infiltrator. encouraging people to go inside the building. Yeah. He and the guy on the scaffold move in, move up, move into the building. So totally. it's, it's a shame. It's we, a shame. We've uh, we've shown Mr. Epps. It's going to hit the fan eventually when the, when the Republicans take back the House and the Senate. And Congress, we're going to, later that afternoon, begin at least 24 hours of open testimony about the election results and their impropriety. And the only thing that could stop that from happening and would get an immediate certification of the election would be, I don't know, if a bunch of people were allowed to come in and disrupt the proceedings. Disrupting the proceedings, you see. And because a lot of these people were either led in or let in, the proceedings were delayed, and many of those people had been charged with disrupting an unofficial proceeding, which, of course, was the certification of the vote, or at least the debate about the vote before a true certification. Nobody's been charged with insurrection. Nobody has been charged with uh, attempting to overthrow the government. But uh, a whole bunch of people are in jail uh, awaiting trial now going on a year. They should have had their trials within a year. And many of them been put off. And whenever they speak out to the media, everybody incurs a blackout. All communications, uh, not only with their lawyers, but with family members as well. We are joined by special guest, the creator of uh, JudicialWatch.org, a warrior for liberty and truth in America, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tom Fitton joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Happy New Year, sir. How are you? Hey, Rob. Good to be with you again. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Um, today, of course, uh, January 6th, a, a day that will live in infamy. Kamala Harris is saying that it should stick in our memory like uh, uh, September the 11th, 2001 or, uh, or uh, December 7th, 1941. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, that sort of historical comparison by the vice president? Well, it's mindless propaganda. Uh, you know, they're obviously kowtowing or catering to uh, their supporters while attacking you know, 75 million Americans who didn't vote for them by suggesting that concerns about the election are the equivalent of being a terrorist or an insurrectionist. Or I didn't, this is new to me, uh, you're just like the Japanese attacking America. Uh, this is just incredible talk uh, between her and, and what Biden said. It was It was a vicious... Uh, set of speeches that I don't think really have much precedent in modern American history. But I don't recall on uh, January the 6th of last year that there were hundreds of people jumping from the burning Capitol to their deaths. I, I don't recall that happening, uh, Tom Fitton. Do you recall that footage? I'm not, uh, I'm not I don't. I do uh, recall there was a riot, and I do yes. recall several police were injured. I do recall uh, an unarmed woman was killed needlessly by the U.S. Capitol Police, shot. And I do recall that uh, security was lacking, and the person responsible for that security in key measure was Nancy Pelosi. And the person who wanted better security was the president of the United States, Donald Trump. All those are facts. It wasn't an insurrection. I call it a non-surrection. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, a protest that got out of hand and violent. And that wasn't what? right. Uh, but riots happened because of 
poor decision-making by those who maintain the public safety, in this case, the Capitol Hill police. Now, we've got a, uh, uh, it seems to be a very political uh, attorney general. Uh, You guys have filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit for uh, records related to the memorandum issued by Merrick Garland to go after parents who object to critical race theory in schools. Uh, How is that investigation going for you? And, And your thoughts on just where this came from and and i i believe there's definitely a pipeline between the national school board association the white house and uh, merrick garland what are your thoughts sir well that's been confirmed uh the letter was sent suggesting that uh parents criticizing crt were terrorists and it was during a very heated political season and the garland justice department jumped and uh tasked the fbi with using our uh anti-terrorist assets to target American citizens who are going out and speaking up at school board meetings. (laughs) And we asked for documents about that mess. We got the the hand to the face, as I call it, uh, illegal stonewalling, failure to follow the law, and we're now in federal court trying to get the Justice Department to follow the law. The agency charged with enforcing the law breaks the law regularly when it comes to transparency. It has got to be frustrating for you, and I, I was just watching a video of yours, uh, 2020 year, the year of corruption, and there are, there are so many things, including this uh, January 6th select committee. Let me, let me ask you this, uh, Tom Fitton, uh, if and when the Republicans win back both houses of Congress in 2022, um, what happens legally? Do you think the Republicans have the cojones to go after some of the corruption that has occurred in the last few years, particularly in the first year of the, of the Biden administration? Oh, I think some Republicans do. I don't think the Republican leadership is uh, interested in doing anything aggressive on corruption issues. Uh, you know, I, I think in politics, unlike in investing, um, past performance is an indication of future behavior <laughs> and results. Yes, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, with the current leadership on the Hill, Republican leadership, uh, we can expect more of the same. Now, there may be more and better uh, members of the House who are uh, Republican or conservative-oriented. And, you know, it's amazing. You don't really, in some ways, need the leadership if you've got committed members individually. I mean, for instance, Devin Nunes, all the work he did, you know, he was chairman of the Intel Committee and had some juice as a result of that. Uh, but he did that work despite protestations from his own leadership. So that's what uh, we need more of, independent, action-oriented members of Congress. Yeah. And, you know, so, so that's, that's what we should be hoping for. Um, we should hope for it now, let alone in two yeah. years. I don't want to wait until mm-hmm. next year before anything to be done. I think we need to be pushing now honest members of, of both parties, frankly. And believe it or not, um, there is some bipartisan concern about the operations of government uh, that could result in some, you know, at least modest oversight. Yeah, yeah. I am uh, am a little torn on Ted Cruz this morning. Ted Cruz calling those who entered the White House, or I should say the Capitol on uh, the 6th of January last year, calling them terrorists, and then talking about the possibility of impeaching Joe Biden once uh, both houses of Congress are taken over by by Republicans. Um, I had kind of felt like maybe Ted Cruz was someone we could depend on. Um, but that the comment about terrorism and uh, and the supposed insurrection really kind of really kind of threw me for a loop, Tom. What what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, you know, my view is that, you know, things set in and around a traumatic experience like January 6th. Because, you know, if you were on the Hill and that, and you kind of were seeing that firsthand, I'm sure it was traumatic and people were emotional and overheated. Um, so, you know, I'm, it wasn't terrorism, that's for sure. It was a riot, you know, and, and uh, you know, calling it terrorism doesn't actually educate things. It doesn't mean that Cruz isn't otherwise doing some good stuff. Um, and highlighting the impeachment issue is something that needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, certainly uh, Democrats would be doing it if the shoe were on the other foot. Uh, and this is what I'm talking about, the leadership. We just need leadership. Yeah. We're thirsting for leadership on these corruption issues and all tools available to um, congressmen and the American people uh, to hold government officials accountable uh, should be on, a ta- on the table. And, and the idea that impeachment would be ruled out Silly talk, and given Biden's uh, lawless approach to governing, it certainly has to be on the table. And also the two uh, faux impeachments that Donald Trump had to go through. I I think it's time to take the gloves off, to be quite honest. Uh, Tom Fitton, I know you've been very busy. Uh, One other thing, are you still involved in uh, litigation and and investigation of voter fraud with regard to 2020? Uh, There have been some new uh, uh, breaking stories uh, still yet to be fully uh, investigated coming out of Georgia with regard to whistleblowers and ballot trafficking and and ballot harvesting. Um, are you still involved in uh, election integrity and uh, election fraud? Yes, obviously we've been looking at that very closely. Uh, more recently, uh, we started pressing the states again uh, to clean up their roles. There were five yes. states, 14 counties that are on our uh, watch list. We sent them letters warning them that if they don't clean up the roles, they're going to face lawsuits. Yep. In New York City, they've removed, I think, about a half a dozen voters. I think I may be overstating it over the last four years under the federal law that requires states to essentially remove people <laughs> who are no longer active, people who have yeah. moved away. And I mean by, you know, I'm not talking they need to remove 100 versus six. I mean tens of thousands. Oh, yes. Same in key counties in California, same in key counties in and around Portland. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think there were the counties have registration lists of about 11 to 12 million, and amongst them all, they removed 33 people or so. And that's a crisis. <laughs> it is. It is. Tom Fitton, I greatly appreciate you joining me today. Thank you. I know you're very busy. I always look forward to uh, your announcements that I get in my email, what you guys are working for, and you just, uh, you're relentless, and I greatly appreciate it. I would encourage our listeners to do what they can to support judicialwatch.org. Uh, Tom, great to talk to you. Hope to talk to you again soon, sir. Hey, thank you, Rob. Have a great new year. Absolutely. Judicialwatch.org. Judicialwatch.org. Absolutely make it a favorite. Check it every day. Get on their mailing list. It's awesome. Let's go to uh, Tariq in Ellicott City. Hello there, Tariq, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts on gathering in Washington, D.C.? Yes, uh, I was there on January the 6th with my wife. Oh, okay. And um, we arrived before noon and sat in our car and ate lunch and watched Mr. Trump deliver that impassioned speech on Internet in our car. Yeah. We uh, have portable Internet, and we brought a computer, and we were sitting in the sunlight, and uh, we're very comfortable eating lunch. And he said, okay, let's go to the Capitol, or words to that effect. Um, so at that point, we uh, finished what we were doing, said grace, and we uh, walked over to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And 
it appeared to me that uh, probably 80% of the individuals, this was a work day. So the people who were there were largely retired people or people yeah. uh, grabbing an hour from lunch to, uh, to attend. But it was uh, an average age, I would suspect, of uh, mid-50s. Okay. But there were some very interesting people walking around, well-dressed, young men, uh, I would say mid to late 20s. And they weren't participating in the, uh, the demonstration. They were walking around and surveilling the crowd. And I thought to myself, isn't that interesting? What are they doing here? Uh, they appeared to be in radio contact with other people. And we were standing around on the lawn across the parking lot from the Capitol building. And at some point I heard someone yell, they got in. And sure enough, they were going up the stairs right into the building. And I said to my wife, this looks like a very good time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what we did. But certainly, I don't know French well enough to tell you the plural of agent provocateur, but uh, there were such individuals in the, in the crowd, no question about it. Really? And if the good people, people like ourselves, would go there and make some kind of a protest in the, in the summertime, the bad guys, these are not just people with a different political orientation. These are bad, evil people. Yeah. To do this to people who are incarcerated in, in Washington, D.C., as you and I are speaking right now, this is not just a different point of view. These are evil people. Right. Those same evil people would do the same thing. There would be agent provocateurs. There would be violence. It would be blamed on us, and it would be used in its attempt to erode President Trump's support in the 2024 election. Um, so this is a very dangerous course to take. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, it, it shouldn't be. Bad guys have co-opted large parts of our government. Yeah, they have. They re they really have. And um, uh, that's why, you know, I said they, they brought 25,000 troops there as a signal to America of the kinds of speech they allow now. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.